Hi guys and welcome to another uh, video of Down to Business, uh, you know, aimed at business owners out there to get some lessons, hopefully you've been uh, learning a few of late and can apply them within your business and today I'm sure we're going to learn a lot with a, a great story and a great guest in uh, in Leah Jay, welcome Leah. Thank you Andrew. Uh, Leah's got a, you know, very um, extensive career in uh, basically property management, real estate generally and I'll let her talk a lot more about that but grown a business from very humble beginnings to quite an impressive business these days here in Newcastle and beyond. Uh, and I'm sure we've got a lot to learn as well as some of the other things that business, I guess, has created opportunities for. So um, without further ado, I'll uh, let Leah tell us a bit about herself uh, to start the session and we'll, we'll go from there. Well, thank you, Andrew. Okay, yeah, well, I really do come from very humble beginnings. Um, I arrived in Newcastle uh, from Central West uh, about 35 years ago now. And um, my background is from Orange, New South Wales. Okay, so yeah. a bit different out here near the ocean. Yep, never, <laughs> had never been around the ocean. This was all new to me. So I, um, yeah, I came here and um, my husband at the time was, uh, his work was what brought us to the area. And I worked for a local real estate company. We're still there, still going today, Walkums. Yeah, right. And worked for them for seven years in property management. And um, I really enjoyed it. I loved it. They were a great company, great family business to work for. And uh, I had a lot of flexibility even back then because I, as I was there, I had two children. So I, you think about that, 30, actually 33 years ago, um, working and managing two kids. And um, yeah, back then it was, yeah, it was tough days. But I could see that there was an opportunity. I loved property management, but I could see that there was an opportunity to go out and and make that a standalone business because it was always the poor cousin of sales. Mm -hmm. And um, I took a chance and um, backed myself. And after being with Walkums for seven years, went off and started Leah J. So it was known as, um, it was actually back then known as McFarland Property Management okay. um, because I operated the business out of a tiny little office in Beaumont Street, Hamilton. And uh, it was just me, a telephone. And a car. Oh, and um, there was no mobile phones in those days. It was what are those things called? Um, uh, two ways, two way radios. Oh, really? Things like that. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. So we, there's been a lot of change since then. So that's how I started. Yeah, yeah. Just had a punt. Just had a punt. Yeah, yeah. that's but great. But if I can do it for somebody else, I'll do it for myself. Yeah. yeah. And and I think um, you know, not to um, cast aspersions or anything on on the sales side, but sales, I guess, from a real estate perspective. Generally, one-off transactions, not yeah. a lot of um, relationship, I guess, but yeah. that's a big part of what you do and, and, and your business. Is that right? Yeah. I think um, what ignited the passion, and it is a passion for me, property management, was the relationship building. Um, it was the people. So when I started in real estate, it was, on, it was about the property. I loved houses and um, I loved you know being around all that sort of thing. But it very quickly um, developed into the houses are just the thing. It's the people and the relationships that you build. And I um, got a lot of delight and a lot of joy out of putting people in property and knowing that it was not always, but sometimes long term and they're going to be permanent renters and um, and looking after those assets for, for the And they were pretty much back then. And still our mum and dad investors mm. who own the properties. So it was about the relationships and the people. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of the um, 
common themes that we've been having with a lot of the videos we're doing is that people and relationships. And, yeah. and I think that's very evident in what you do. And yeah. I guess even myself from someone that's invested as a, um, you know, a landlord before, um, you know, there's a lot of, we, we talk about the sales side of real estate, yeah. but there's a lot of ordinary uh, handlers of investment properties as well from um, what you'd expect yeah. in, in the game. So how do you differentiate yourself I and think, how have you continued? I think what it um, what it ignited in me is, yes, it's the people side and the, the passion and you get to really know people and listen to people um, and what their needs and their requirements are. But then the other side of that, is, which is my personality, is the um, in, I'm very serious and it's the intense serious responsibility and knowing that I, back then it was just me, was fully responsible for those, for that person, could have been their only asset. I took that with great, very, very seriously and personally and you look after that as it would be your own mm. and, um, and, and communication. So I think it was the personal touch that set us, aside, set us or me aside back then and um, as you grow, um, you try and make sure that that is that continues, and that's the philosophy of the business as you as you grow yeah, and you, change. You, that's not easy. No, no, yeah. I, I guarantee it's not because yeah. otherwise everyone would be doing it. Yeah. But and I think you've hit on yeah. already two of the areas I usually focus on, and, and we'll talk to a lot of businesses about keeping it simple and yeah. talking. You know, too many focus on the numbers and the finance result, yeah. and realistically, finance is, is an outcome, is yeah. a result. Where if you focus on the people, the process and systems and, and your customers, yeah. which you obviously a big part of what you do, the finance takes care of itself. And it was never about the money. Yeah. So for me, when I started that little business, um, it was about having a job for myself and doing it for myself and maybe creating um, an asset so that at some point down the time there was something for me. But it was about giving me the flexibility. Mm. Um, I was a bit of a workaholic as when you're in business for yourself that tends to be the way it goes and it, there was no balance no work-life balance so you you're giving it everything yep I had I can remember and I've still got it at home my little cash flow from when I started yeah. um, but it was as I said it, the business growth and the um, profitability of the business in those early days just happened because of the passion and the the way I went about doing things and um, the love I had for it mm. yeah yeah and yeah systems so you're forever um, changing and evolving um, so that it, it is done more efficiently but um, if you start to concentrate on the dollars it's not going to happen so you, you just touched on systems and, and, and how that's evolved but I guess Yes, yeah, you start as one person, mm. but, but how long into the journey did you then decide um, you need to put some help yeah, on? Yeah, about six. It was only about six or eight months into the into the journey that we started, uh, and I had another one person because there's not a lot of um, not a lot of fat in profit wise in property management when you're small. Mm. Um, you've it's scaled the volume. Yeah. That's where where that um, comes into play. So back then it was you know very meagre but I could afford to put somebody on and um, I think that over the first couple of years maybe we're up to about four or five years and we only had about three people working for us um, but the the business did grow organically at that stage so I think because we were property management only and we were the very first people I was the first who started that business in Newcastle and I think statewide actually that I'm aware of that um, people were attracted to it so yeah. it grew quite Quite nicely, yeah. But it took a couple of years to get those people on board. And 
I I don't have any um, uh, background in um, management, so I hadn't done any. I had no education. It was all learning on the job for mm. me. And so a lot of it is actually the, the people skills and the soft skills that I that I have inherited in me mm. that I have used to manage the people yeah. along the way. But I think yeah. that learning on the job is great if you do actually learn. I think yeah. the problem with a lot of business owners and, and one I'll say about reflection, you know, I, I tell people all the time I've made a career on mistakes. Yes. Which it's yeah. fine as long as you learn from it. I think that's where you're going with that. Yeah, just, yeah. I think it's um like I've, I've always done a lot of self-improvement and, and learning that way. Um, but I've also surrounded myself with people that can help me when I, in the areas that I am sh- fall short on. Mm. Can't be good at everything. So I concentrate on the areas that I'm really good at and make sure that I've got people around me that can really hone in. And I respect their, you know, what they can do mm. and... Um, I think that's part of our success in the early days and continuing. So, so on that point, as, as you've started to grow and bring people on, um, how have you managed to ensure, and given you so much passion in what you do, yeah. how have you managed to ensure that when you let go a little bit or yeah. delegate it or that the same delivery was there? Yeah, that's that's been the tough part and we haven't always got that right and more so in the early days because I was I held on so tight and um, when you hold on tight and you're not l- allowing people to develop and, and evolve, I think that's when, yeah, some of the mistakes, not mistakes, but, it, yeah, we could have done it better. Mm. Um it's again. It's learning. It's making sure you've got the right people, and when you in the in the roles, and that takes that's an art to that as well. Um, managing um, managing people, employing people, um, but once you've got them there, you, you do have to step back, and you do have to let them evolve, and you do have to listen. So I had to learn all that. It wasn't all just about how I did it. I have to then okay listen to what other people can bring to the table and how they see it, and it's change constant change the industry has gone um, undergone massive change more so I would suggest in the last eight years uh, eight to ten years but um, yet yeah, letting go and uh, allowing others to yeah you know ex- experience it and sp- mm. um, spread the way I guess yeah yeah, yeah. as long as yeah. you've got those those you've got boundaries, to have your boundaries. Yeah. you've got yeah. to have so if you start with you've got to have your culture You've got to have um, the core philosophy of the business and make sure that that, that is um, that that is there. Once that starts to weigh, you've always got to bring that back. So um, keep that there and then you've got to let people... And as the business grows, it's not going to be the same as what it was like when I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to trust and you have to delegate and, you yeah, you... Yeah, just step back and let it let it be. But and sometimes that's for the better as well. It doesn't have to always be about the way I was. I would run it if it were mm. just me. Well, as yeah. you said, you know, everyone brings different perspectives yeah. and different skills. So yeah, that's great. Yeah, I'll come back to your team. The fact that I had down a point to talk about was niching. You know, so too many businesses try to be everything to everyone. Yeah. Now, now, there's no better example of niching than what you've created. Really, saying that's what my my niche. So yeah. I imagine out of that, those relationships and and um, the, the the clientele you've built up over the years, we've you know done a lot for them. Yeah. 
there would have been no shortage of opportunities to enter into sales. Yes. Um, tell me about niching and, and what you found set you apart there. Yeah, niching has been um, the secret, I think one of the major secrets to our success. When I started, um, Andrew, I can remember and I can rattle off, you know, half a dozen names of males at the time who was like, okay, that will never, you know, you'll be gone in six months, that will never work. And, and a female going out and doing that, like it was like... You have to put those things out of your head. And um, it was negative, negative, negative. So you've just got to step aside from that and go, okay, concentrate on what you're doing. And I guess keep a little eye over your shoulder and be aware of what's going on. But um, stay true to your values Mm. and know that, okay, that's the goal. That's the plan. Little bit step by step. Having said that, there was no plan to have the size and scale of the business that we have now. And there have been many opportunities over the time to venture into sales. I guess um, then that wouldn't be being true to myself. Mm. It was, yeah, there were a little pull here, a little pull there. I guess the other good thing about our business is we are seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Now it just ticks over. But I don't have to be out there on a Saturday afternoon at an open house and things. And my kids were little and I didn't want to have to do that. I'd still work, but it times and uh, that would suit me. So effectively so, you've created a business that supports your life as well. Yes, that's mm. what's happened. That's great. Yeah, yeah. So, so on, on I didn't that, know I was doing that at the time. <laughs> well, yeah, hindsight's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess, um, and with that, the other point I'd say, well, I'm assuming yep. that you'd even have some sales agents that would refer you work because you're not seen as a competitor necessarily. That's correct. Yeah, yeah that's great. Yeah, yeah, over the time we have, because our clients um, value our, uh, so we're to- totally independent. So then over time, people come, our, our owner clients, if they wanted to sell or needed to sell, would be after our totally independent advice. So you have a couple of people that you can refer, that you trust mm. for those clients so you can refer them on to. Yeah, yeah. I've got great, I don't uh, dislike salespeople. I've got some really great <laughs> friends who, um, yeah, salespeople. Oh, I think it's just yeah. it's a key point it's to get just, across because too many people think, especially when they're smaller, they can't let go of an opportunity yeah. where that opportunity to let go of might mean to other other opportunities. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, I know in our game, in, in, in you know, professionals will accounting business advisory, Everyone says they're a competitor, and yeah. I can show you time and time again. We say no, no, we've got specialists. So yes. you work with other, co- uh, you know, effectively colleagues in the industry, yeah. and you both get a good outcome. Yeah. I think if business owners could see that more, then the opportunity sort of opens up. And when it's worked well um, and best for us over the time, there have been a couple of salespeople over the years that have been sales only. So that's been a great reciprocal arrangement. That, and they're salespeople. They're not property managers. They they sell and that's the best thing they do. We couldn't sell in a pink fit. I don't, we concentrate and put all our energy and hours, many hours of training and expertise so that we do that mm. niche. That's We're the best at it. No doubt. I firmly believe that my team are the best at that and it's because of that total, total focus and not being, you think about it, if you've got to put energy over there and you've got to put energy there, that's draining you from what you can do best Mm. there. Yeah, there have been times too where I've looked and I've gone uh, because our, our income is, you know, ticks along and you hear, you know, what goes on and how much money people make in sales and uh, sometimes, and also when our owners sell properties, we don't get a clip in the, um, in, in the, the commission of yeah. that back then. So you look at that and you go, oh, you know, I could have made a lot more money then. It's not about the money. 
you just got to keep coming back. It's it's what you do. It's the service you provide. It even becomes more. Um, I'm going a little bit all over the place, but it even becomes more than the property management business itself. As it's grown and we've been able to maintain that niche business, it's about what it contributes to the community, mm. the jobs it provides to the, um, you know, we have 60, uh, 60 employees now, 65, the jobs it provides for those families and for the tradespeople and the, the contractors and all those that work for us. It's, it becomes about all that. Yeah, you're affecting a lot more yeah. life than just what's even in front of you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I... I, I I mean, we could talk about this all day. The question I'm going to ask now, and but but of a you know um, a husband of you know my wife's uh, well not so much anymore, but very always been very career orientated, and, and and you know I've got a young daughter that's also hopefully uh, going to shoot the lights out with her goals. Yeah. You mentioned how hard it was to go out into yourself, and you had a lot of uh, doubting Thomases, I guess, from from the males that maybe in the industry. Yeah. What, what's some lessons learned from there and what's some of the things you would give advice to, to other females? Because as much as we're making headway, I still yeah. think there's, a, there's a, a lot to go in that space. There is still a lot to go and it, and it is difficult. And I see it with, um, with the um, mums and dads. We have got males who work with us yeah. now who work for us and trying to juggle and, um, you know, with, with family and kids. I, I, anything is possible. I am a perfect example of that. I started with nothing. Um, I had a dream and that dream grew. Um, and if you, but you can't have everything mm. all at once. So I think if you, you have to take risks, you have to take the opportunities. Um, you will fail, you'll make mistakes, you won't always get it right. But yeah, I think there's, um, go for it. It's anything is possible to achieve if you just you pretty much got to be single minded, and and also it's not just all about you. Reach out to people that are around you and that can help you and guide you and take all the support you can to get you through. Um, but believe in yourself. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's all in the mind. Mm, That's how advice. I look at it. It's, it's yeah. Education, education um, these days is. Um, extremely important listening and yeah self-belief mm. i think the good thing is some of the things you said that you know the education there's so many different versions of education oh, these days and yeah. accessible yeah and, and the other one for me is um you know i said long way to go but i'm seeing more and more within the businesses we work with even our own is the adaptation that we're doing to whether it be flexibility different hours you know and yeah. i think if anything COVID has brought that to oh. light where people have had to be flexible yeah now we're going well what can we learn from that and apply and particularly like you know i've got um two of my best managers i've just got a maternity leave last week and yeah. we're, we're putting things in place for their return to work that we've never done before so hopefully that message gets to more and more and more people yeah um and we get you know, take that whole oh. argument out of out of you know our, our dialogue, if you like. So I'll give you an example. When I um, uh, worked for the other company before I started by myself, I had been there for eighteen months, and um, I was pregnant. So I went to them and told them I was pregnant. Blah blah blah. I'm have a baby. Okay, no worries. Well, you can finish up in a month's time, and. Um, will replace you. That's how it was back mm. then. And there was no negotiating, there was nothing. So off I went and um, 
then had to go and find a job and do some temp work to see me through until I had my son. And um, after he was four months old and they rang and asked me to come back and um, I could then negotiate my terms a little bit. Um, I think it's a magnificent thing that that doesn't happen these days. And there are laws and, and you want to look after people. You've got to look after your people. So like you're just saying with them, with your two managers, our 65 people, 62 or three of them are women, and we are constantly juggling parental leave and have one and then they come back and they have another one. And But the flexibility yep. is magnificent yeah. and it's it's teamwork as well um, yeah, and if you've got good people you don't want yeah, to don't the want money to you that. invest in them and uh, and what they give to you it's it's a two-way street mm. yeah. yeah i think again for the business owners that maybe not again gone down this path yet maybe you're not at that level of employment but yeah. reality is flexibility will be one of the biggest draw cards if it's not already yeah to getting the great people as opposed you know for years it's been money 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 yeah. I, I think you know, studies of recent times have shown that money's actually about fifth or sixth on the uh, the hierarchy schedule now for draw cards. So yeah. flexibility is a big one. Yeah, flexibility. I think a sense of belonging. I think, um, and particularly what we've experienced in the last few months, I think people like to or need to feel a sense of belonging, that they're, they're valuable, obviously value, but a place to go mm. that's comfortable. Yeah, mm. yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, I want to come back to your team you just mentioned before, mm-hmm. how, and, and I, I know some of your team members and uh, I've had some great conversations with them uh, you know, over the, the past year, yeah. um, and they are very skilled. I guess uh, that doesn't just happen overnight, but also um, you mentioned before about surrounding yourself with the right people. Mm-hmm. Talk a bit about how you went down that path and then how you interact with them now, etc. Okay, so um, as the business has evolved and as the business has changed over the last 26 years, so is the, the the people you need changes as well. So the people that we had back then when it was just me and us, that was a little group of people. But as things move on, those personalities probably are not going to fit in the paradigm or in the business. It's a different business now. So um, we have a real mix of uh, people that have been with us shorter time, medium time, and then we've got a core of about five or six people have been with us about 15 to 18 years um the our managing ceo managing ceo cassie lantry has been with us for 15 years she started on the ground so she has i like to say grown up with us she knows our call that the core values of the business and that's the thing that um, matters most to me is the values of that business and um, i think cassie worked alongside myself and my former husband, Jeff, was part of or is still a small part of the business. And so she worked, worked alongside of us and she she's seen what we've experienced and she's been in the trenches, so to speak, with us. So um, I have great, uh, I have no issue with Cass. She she just runs it probably better than mm. I, I used to. Um, and she's surrounded with um, a, a great little management team as well. And they're a mix of different personalities, different skills, different age groups as well, um, because those women all have something different to bring to the table. And um, it's it's a really nice mix and they work off each other. There's a great respect. Um, ongoing education, not for all of them, but for some of them because different stages in their lives. So. That's how, um, that's the success of, of our business today. Yeah, yeah. I um, 
feel great ease and comfort in the way that the business is being managed at the mm. moment. Yeah. And it obviously allows you, which we're going to get to some of your other uh, endeavours outside of this, but that, that yeah. team allows you also not just to be stuck in that role 24-7. Yeah. So my role has changed significantly, significantly in the last probably four years. Um, yeah, four or five years ago, we made a deliberate strategic decision that I would back out a little bit. Um, it was tough at first. Um, I had my hands on the rails and I wanted to do this, this and this and it still it had to be like done my way a little bit. But I think what you learn is like I've been doing that for 20 years and probably tired. Mm. Tired of, um, so the, the yeah, the people tiredness and it was time for, and there had been no downtime and a lot of things had happened over those years um, in at life things. So it was okay. Just breathe, not step away, but just step aside and breathe some new life into the business. And um, that's what uh, Cass and Mm. and Leslie and um, the team do. Yeah, Yeah, and I think one of the greatest things I've got told, and it probably hits you in the face a Mm. bit, when you're in that space and you let someone else do it, they're not going to do it the same way as you, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yes. And then... um, as long as we just said before boundaries and we know where we're going with it, yep. you know, let them let them go. Let so. them go and they flourish more. So while I, ever I was there hovering around, uh, things were were great, was happening, but um, I can confidently say and I I think it's a great thing. Once I stepped away and let that happen, um, it it flourished mm. another level, a different level. But it, like, as I said, it's a different business. So it uh, the people that were there back then, some of them couldn't cope with that change because they'd been around me. I was their leader, and um, to bring and although Cassie had been there and the team had been there to bring somebody else in, rock the boat a little bit. Mm. So we yeah, probably about four years ago, we went through a, a, a really change where I moved aside. The management team more so came in, and with that, some of our people stayed, some of them moved on, but um, the business is going ex- very, very well, mm, extremely strong, great. and yeah, yeah. So it can happen. It can happen, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, as you said, you've and been... that wasn't part of the plot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess you've been going for, as you said, quite a while, and business strong. Mm-hmm. How do you stay ahead of the competition? Because I'd imagine, oh. you know, you had the power of um, innovation or um, niching, as we said, yes. way back in the day. Yep. But now people have seen it be successful. Mm. I'm sure there's been others come along. So how, how do you stay ahead? Yeah, okay. So th- that's exactly what's happened. The others have come along and that keeps us, that keeps driving us. So you uh, have to keep looking. So you look outside, you look at other industries, you look what it's happening in other areas and... Um, uh, keep reinvesting in the business. Technology has been a huge um, thing for us. Um, looking after our owner clients. Our owners are the ones who um, pay our fees. Um, our tenants, without our tenants, we wouldn't have a business. So how do we stay ahead? We look and see what both of those people need, those sectors need, and continuously strive to improve and make that um, a better experience and an easier experience. And the 
pace of business is getting faster and faster and everything's instant. So we need to be able to deliver information a lot quicker, um, have instant access to things and turn things around really quickly. So um, with our size and our scale, we are more able to do that than smaller businesses. So it's um, yeah, constantly looking at those sort of ways to improve uh, without losing the essence of what the EJ yeah. is and the values of the company. Yeah. Great, great answer. Um, I know you've got a big drive with, and you've touched on it a lot already around the people and that sort of stuff, but purpose in business. How has purpose affected um, what you do? Um, and, and, and I guess that also forms part of the drive that, that keeps going. But uh, how do you get that purpose instilled within the rest of your team? I think through... Um I think through leading, and I don't like the word leading, but um, showing them a way of life, I think. Um, leading or, or being by example. So giving them purpose. If they can see uh, what you can achieve and what your team can achieve um, and the, pur- the purpose of the business and what we're trying to do for people and for the community, I think that gives... The, the team a sense of purpose. Um, I would never ask anybody in that company to do anything that I wouldn't do. Mm. Um, I think it's being humble. It's listening to to them and um, just seeing that I'm no bigger than the greater picture and we're all on the same playing field. Mm. And um, we're all, it's a common purpose. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. In a roundabout way. I was um, I had a chat to a gentleman the other day, and he said he always framed it around, and like you said, you wouldn't ask anyone to do what you wouldn't do. And he always said he used to like to get in and do the jobs no one wanted to do. Yes. You know, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love to listen. I love to get amongst. Um, so part of what I do now, because uh, with COVID, I've been around, and, and then I get itching. Okay, well, so that's what's happened too mm. in the last few months. Like, oh, what am I going to do? Like, I can't be off doing my other things. So, um, so I said to Cass, I need a job. What can I do? <laughs> um, but I can't go back in, and I have no desire to go back in and, and you know take on one of those exec roles. But um, my purpose is to be there, to be around, to understand, and to listen to yeah, to the too. team that we yeah. have. And I get great joy. Um, and delight in seeing them grow and different, you know, different people develop in different ways. And it may not be in the business either. It's not, it is about that, but it's not, I get great joy in seeing them develop outside and mm. what they do in their lives personally. And I think as a business that's um, uh, an important part of the business for me is for people to get something else out of it other than a paycheck each fortnight yeah. and you know to be able to come to work i'd like to think they've got something else out of it um yeah but yeah do the jobs that nobody else wants yeah, to do that's yeah, right. definitely all right so when it comes to you know an extensive career and, and still going what what's been maybe and this might be two parts mm-hmm. but what's been uh your biggest lesson and or maybe your hardest lesson in business oh biggest lesson um I've tried to think about that in the last few days. It's 
it was way harder than I ever thought it would be, mm. I guess. So when I started, um, I thought, oh, this will be easy. I'll go out and I'll set this up and that up. And I looked and could see how the company that I'd work for and other companies, I thought, oh, that looked easy. I had no clue. Mm. I had no clue what was involved and the depth um, that was involved and the intensity. So I think that was, that's been my main lesson and it, ongoing. It doesn't end. Um, it just keeps evolving. Um, oh gosh, there've been lots of tears, lots of, yeah, lots of things over the years, but I think to be able to step aside and, and, and it's, as I say, it's ongoing, who knows, like with COVID, what happened back in March, that was a like, wow, a bit of an yeah, opener as well. Mm. Yeah. But, um, now I, it, I think to be able to look back and go, oh, it's nothing that really jolts me too much but that also might be the stage in my life I'm at I don't know mm. yeah yeah it takes a lot to shake me now but that all could also be as you said there are two parts um could also be to do with the death of my son that I um experienced 11 12 years ago now mm. and I think that sort of thing shapes you and makes you see life very very differently yeah as well. that would have been yeah extremely challenging yeah and yeah. I, I mean and and not to, to, to dwell on um, you know, that sort of situation, bring you back to it too much, but I mean, you've, you've created a purpose out of that as well and, yeah. and done some wonderful things off the back of that. And I mean, yeah. the viewers wouldn't be aware, I guess, but uh, it's MND yes. that, that yeah. you support, yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, I've sat back and, and without knowing you from afar and just going, geez, you must be just this mountaineer all your life and now doing these uh, big treks. And then I understood yeah. that. No, that no. this sort of sparked you. So tell us, yeah. tell us a bit about that and what yeah, you've done. Yeah, so um, I didn't do anything, Andrew, um, except build that business for about fifteen years. And I, there was, I didn't walk. I did nothing. It was full on, total, total commitment. And then um, Elliot uh, was eighteen, and he was diagnosed with motor neurone disease and died um, under twelve months later. So after that, um, and he said to me. Um, when he was dying, mum, don't let this define you. Don't don't sit back just because you're going to have a child that dies that, um, you know, you get on and live life. And I so that was the thing that ignited um, something inside of me and it still was very slow. It took time to, to evolve, but it means we've all got something in there. Um, and I'd like to think that I would have been that way anyway when time permitted, but that's when it came for me. So... Um, yeah, Elliot, uh, his death inspired me to make massive changes in my life. It didn't happen overnight. Mm. It took, took years. But, um, once I lifted my head out of the clouds and could see that there's another world out there, um, that got me going. And yeah. you started with, um, was Kokoda your first trip? Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I trekked Kokoda. Uh, that was, um, uh, yeah, oh, back in 2009, I suppose. Elliot would have been 21 at that stage had he um, uh, been alive. So we did that, he and a group of his friends. He's a group of his friends and my husband and I at the time and El, um, Elliot's sister Emily did that and that was massive. Yeah. That was massive. And again, I had no clue that I would go on to do anything else, but it's just like when you do one thing and you put yourself out of your comfort zone and then you push yourself to the next thing and the next thing. I love that. And yeah. I think that's what it's been about. So even the business, um, as I said, I didn't have any formal education, but it was always pushing myself out of my comfort zone a little bit. And some of the things you have to do in business, that if you're not experienced, you 
It's uncomfortable. It's tough. It hurts. You know, all those things that um, make that business up. And then I look and I think my life, um, my climbing outdoor life is parallel to that. They're, they're very similar, um, pushing yourself outside your comfort zone, learning new skills, teamwork. You've got to have a great team around you to climb mountains and do those things that I do. You can't do that alone, mm. which is like the business. So I just see it as a, a parallel. Yeah, no, as I think we were saying before, like I did um, Mount Kilimanjaro last year with Mark Hughes Foundation and something that never thought yeah. I would do. And, yeah. and uncomfortable uh, is probably an understatement. Yeah. But for you to go and do that again and again and again, it, yeah. it's hats off. And I guess that shows that resilience and, and also purpose. But yeah. you, you've now completed six of the seven summits. Yes. Um, I know you've... Tried pretty hard to complete that, that seven. The elusive seven. Yeah, yeah. the, the weather main, the weather yeah. gods have not been there. But, yeah. um, you know, what sort of preparation and drive goes into that as well? I think I, I enjoy the um, prep and uh, as much as I enjoy the actual the actual events or the climbs. Um, physical, yes. Um, discipline, self-discipline. So you have a, like a training plan. And look, it's no, never anything fancy. I have a little secret. I have a, um, a great personal trainer that I, so when you say surround yourself with people, um, I um, sought Chris out maybe I five think I years do. ago. Chris Massey, I've used him myself. Yep, yeah. Chris is my secret. I. It's funny, he's uh, a yeah. smiling assassin. He, <laughs> yeah, so I didn't realize that, but yeah. So Chris Massey has, um, he has taken care of my physical fitness and my mental toughness as well to a point. So he is a little assassin. And um, I often say I would find it difficult to do life without Chris. Um, so he prepares me that way. Um, and, yeah, it's the dedication and, the, and turning up routine. So that's a lot of the prep. And I like getting the gear ready and I like um, the planning side of it. Visualisation. I use a lot of that. So, okay, when we go, when I get there, we're going to do this and we're going to do that and then the weather will turn and it's nothing like that. But, yeah, that's a lot of what it's mm. like, yeah. And, yeah. and, and that, that, I guess that um, other side of that is your involvement with charities and that sort of stuff. Is, yeah, I've done know. a little bit, probably not as much as I would like to do, um, but maybe that will come to in the future. I'm also aware of oversaturating People like uh, there for a few years, we, we did a lot of work um, for MND, uh, raising funds for, for the uh, various charities. Um, so I've taken a little bit of a break from that for the last couple of years, but who knows, that might um, mm. might come back again. Yeah, no, yes, bring so awareness to the to the disease, I yeah. think. And what um, what's happened there for me, it's been like, okay, well, lot, not just MND, but anybody that can't get up every day and get out there and enjoy that magnificent world that we have. Sometimes it's a sad and it's a crazy world, but if you can get up every day, well, we've got the... We're able to do it. Get out there and enjoy it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. No, it's inspirational. That's yeah. off. As I said, after doing one, I think it puts it even more perspective as to the challenges that yeah. you put yourself under and what you've achieved. So, yeah. And I guess, as you said, there's been a lot for your growth and there's a lot of parallels with business, mm. but how has actually the business benefited and, and your people benefited from that involvement you've had in those yeah. um, tracks and that? I think they've benefited because they've seen the transformation in me. So I have... Um, transformed I've evolved as a person I've continued to grow and like I said I wouldn't do anything that I 
of, I wouldn't expect anything of them that I would expect of me, um, of myself. I think um, when they can see that you can, okay, set, set yourself a goal or a plan outside of that. And it doesn't have to be the big mountains or anything like that. It could be go and do a trek down the Blue Mountains. It could go and do Sugarloaf. It doesn't have to be anything major. But um, I think it has been inspiring for some of them. Um, I'm sure they must. Some of them also look at me and think I'm nuts. <laughs> but um, yeah, that there's then there is another world outside of what we do there. Mm. Yeah, I think maybe in that way, um, resilience. Yeah, all those lessons. Yeah, I think it's also it's what about. you said before that anything's possible. Oh. yeah. With the people that have known me for all that time, um, and to see what you can do if you are dedicated and you yeah your mindset's right and as you say you've got to have right people around you mm. if i when i was training for some of the bigger things i've undertaken if i was in a little bubble at times um you have to be yeah that total focus has to be there and you can't let anything unsettle that so you've got to have your tight little bubble of focus and the people around you that are going to support you and believe in you um, so as I said, like I had Chris and a few other people around me that, okay, that, that's our mission and they're on board and they help you to, to get to that. Mm. And I think uh, there are a couple of people within our business that uh, we've been able to um, do the same thing with, um, with a couple of things that they've done outside business. So if you can help or inspire one or two people, then yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. great. That's great. Well, like always with these uh, these videos, we seem to get some great people on here with great stories. We could talk for a long time, yeah. and I am going to try and summarise yeah. the wealth of information you've just said and the key points for if you're a business owner. I think one of the key things that resonated with me just then was, you know, you got to have a punt, you got to have a go, and anything's possible. Um, but surround yourself with right people yeah. uh, and make sure you, you, you know, advice or, or, or can-do attitudes, whatever it may be. Um, you did say a lot about purpose and, purpose, and, and, yeah. and you know have a reason we all need a purpose yeah and yeah. The values, and values. Yeah. yeah I think that's um that's probably foreign to a lot of people I don't think they don't have them but actually articulating them and get people them. on the same page live yeah. your values absolutely yeah yeah uh, you mentioned uh, quite a bit about that niching um, and I think that's that's the base of your business which yeah. has proven to where you are today what niche you can do and, and, and that's sometimes saying no to those other opportunities and keep that focus. Yeah. Um, what else we go through about about what drives you and making sure that you're challenging yourself and delegating and letting other people come into the mix as well so that let, let them, um, I think you said, flourish and, and thrive. So, yeah. um, you know, too many of us sometimes just keep our hands on that tight that, you know, and then when we do let people contribute, do we really let them contribute? Yeah. So um, that's wonderful. And, and I mean, the, the other one for me really was where you said, um, and again, business, you know, could never uh, predict how hard it was going oh. to be. Um, unfortunately, not just in Australia, but we're pretty good at doing it where such a large fail rate of businesses that have that dream and hope, mm. but they just don't, you know, it's instead of, I guess, estimate how hard it's going to be and, and planning for that, yeah. they just picture the good side and, and that's where some people start to fail. Yeah. Um, and, and, and finally, having that endeavour and that purpose outside of the business, yours is trekking. You know, yeah. as you said, it doesn't have to be these big mountainous climbs, but no. it's inspirational, but I think it's a good point of how you can prosper in your business. Yeah. Yeah. You need something outside. 
Uh, took me a long time to figure that out. And uh, when that happened, I think the business rose to another level as well. Because you've got more energy. You've got something else to give to mm. it as well, to fuel it. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And final message for me is really to, to the females out there that, you know, as I said, I've got some great females in my life and, and I'm fortunate enough in our role to work with um, a lot of wonderful uh, females in business too. And mm. and you're definitely uh, uh, fitting that category, Leah. And, um you know, congratulations for what you've done, but also hopefully people can get a bit inspired by that as well and say, well, you know, if I want it, it's there. Yeah. Um, and don't let anyone else tell you that you can't do it. So It's out there. It's all mm. for the taking. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, you so much for joining us. Um, Appreciate it. I won't give you a non-COVID head shake, no. but uh, <laughs> uh, hopefully you Thank guys you. have got a fair bit out of today again. And uh, until the next time, thanks for joining us for Down to Business. And cheers. Take care. Thank you.